Hello and welcome to the Moisture Farm Report, the Star Wars podcast that could be the fool, but also the fool that follows him. Or her. Um, I am your co-host, Adam Wheeler, and joining me, as always, is the magnificent fool, or is he the fool that follows him? James Matthews. <laughs> Question. Are you calling me, are you opening the episode by calling me a fool? I'm calling you a fool, or the fool that, that follows him, James. And in and, so either way, a fool. And I, but what, maybe I could sort of equate that, or maybe level it off by calling myself the fool that you follow. <laughs> I, again, does that make it better or worse? I, okay, I'll or take it, it back. Ju- are you just digging sideways in this back. hole? Yeah, you called <laughs> you called me once the magnificent gold medalist at the Olympics, I think, in one of our intros. And I've just come <laughs> back and just given you the, the ultimate disc of a lifetime. <laughs> so rude. I don't know how are we going to start this podcast? We're going to start by throwing hands in the car park. That's what we're going to be doing. <laughs> um, but we shouldn't really be doing that because, James, I mean, you, you've been really poorly the last few days, haven't you? Yes, you can probably tell I'm recovering from the flu. Um, oh, we were meant to record this like a week ago, and yeah. I was like, I, I can't function right now. I mean, we, we were about to record, weren't we? And then you were just like, I just you can't do this. Mm. And fair yeah, enough. I think, I'd been, I think I'd been in bed like for the last three days up until that point. Like I got up to go to the toilet or get food. And other than that, I was just in bed. I can't. I mean, I don't blame you. There's been lots of things going around. And when you're feeling like that, mm. you know, it's just, yeah, there's nothing more you want, really want to do at 8.30 p.m. in the evening. <laughs> no. <laughs> than rather more than you know, you just want to get in bed. So fair play. Yeah. Yeah. Um so welcome back, James. Welcome back. Fully fit Thank you very ready. Much. Ready to get our podcasting pants yeah, back fit-ish. on. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of fit. About eighty percent. Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. wouldn't even get them. I probably go like 45% at the moment. Oh, that's not good. That's really not good. Okay, well, thank you for yeah, joining it's us. more than zero. <laughs> <laughs> if James needs to go at any point, I'll take the reins, <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, while we're here, let's just quickly segue into that. If the listeners mm. want to uh, support the podcast, they can do so by heading down to buymeacoffee.com forward slash moisturefarmrep, where you can literally donate as much coffee, um, or at least Lem money, sip. for... <laughs> I was going to say that, James. Damn it. <laughs> we, can, we need money for Lemsip. That's what we need. Some paracetamol. Get it down to James. Benadryl? Yeah. Benadryl? What's the cough medicine called? Benadryl, I think. Is, is Benadryl, Benadryl hay fever stuff? Any, I'll take any medicine I'll at this point. Or well, night nurse. Night nurse would be nice. Night, send us some night nurse. I haven't had night nurse in ages, but I would actually really like to try some again because I've been having trouble sleeping. <laughs> um, on that note, James, shall we get into today's episode? I think we'll dive right into it. <coughs> so, James. Yes. Uh, are you okay there? Do you want me to... Uh, I'm good. Jack back a bit, okay. No, nope, James, you can't James is having back. a James, We cannot go back, we're on the road. Well, in, okay, I don't want James to die, but we're going to have to press you. What are we, mm-hmm. what are we talking about today? Well... We're going to be talking about some big things today. I don't mean like big thematically. I mean big in just physical size. Okay. Uh, Because obviously, as you said, Ahsoka finished recently. And even though the show is about Jedi and about Star Destroyers and the Empire, there was one big thing that we didn't really talk about that much in our review, which was, of course, the Pergils. Which were a huge part of the show. Big old space whales. Big old tentacly space whales. Yeah. They're sort of like, Mm. like whale squids. In a way. Yes. yes. Big whale squids. Big whale squids. Yes. And we ha- we're talking when we're planning the, um, this series, thinking about like things we could talk about. And we said, oh, I wonder if there's anything to do with the Purgles we could talk about. Because they've been, you know, huge part of Ahsoka, big part of Rebels. They've showed up in stuff like The Mandalorian recently. And we're talking about, you know, generally, is there anything else that lives out in space like Purgles do? So that is what we're talking about today. We're talking about right. the Purgils and things that live out in space. Oh, so not just Purgils. We're going to be talking about other things possibly in space. Oh, yes. We're going to oh, be talk- I'm going to go oh, through yeah. everything. This episode oh. is going to be six hours long. Oh, I mean, I don't really know that much about the big things that live in space. The things mm. that come to mind for me are things yes. like the worm that attacks um, Han Solo's crew in episode five in Empire yes. Strikes Back. Things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I suppose... Maybe even that weird thing that's in the solo movie that lives within, you know, the um, the uh, what is it? The 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 oh, what is it? The run that Han Solo can the, do. In, the Kessel in, Run. The Kessel Run. Yeah, that lives within the sort of vortex and things yeah, of that. Like a black hole or something. Yeah, and then it gets sucked into it at some point. But it's a big boy. It's massive. Yes, it's a big spacey boy. Yeah, it's and it's scary. Like I do mm. not want nobody wants to mess with that. 
Um, no, not at but all. I've always loved the I've always loved the Purgles since Rebels. Mm. I think they're such a cool concept just to have these incredible, massive, um, sentient beings that can sort of travel through space. Isn't that cool? It is really cool. Yeah, because it's <laughs> it's not something that like. I ever really thought about the idea of something that could live in space because I don't know if it's I don't think that we've ever discovered anything that can in the real world That's at least thing. like there isn't a microbe or something um, apart from Princess Leia in the last <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think to include her on this list oh, <laughs> it was like a missed opportunity <laughs> I mean but yeah, she it's... can survive in space they can survive mm. in space I don't I know you're going to quickly go on to something there I'm gonna, yeah. I'll let you I'll let you talk in a second but yeah well, I, I was just going to yeah go for it I was go just going to say like it, it's not something that like we know in real life so it does feel like a kind of huge fantasy thing right like yeah. in the same way that say a dragon or something would feel like a kind of awe-inspiring sight in a fantasy thing the exactly. thought of, like a whale in space is exactly. super cool and we don't know you know how on earth do these pergles live in space in the first place mm. how do they you know how do they live how with their anatomy you know how does they uh, how is that sustained that is crazy mm. so um i'm looking forward to hearing more about them well would you like to start on a little science note would you like to know the science behind how Ooh. they live in space yes please give me some science some cold hard science i say science like I just said, like, we don't know anything that can actually live in space. So this is still very much just, oh, maybe this is how it would work. But um, yeah. the thing I kept coming across every time I looked up these creatures was that they were listed on Wikipedia as silicon-based life. Okay. Um, so, like, everything that we know on Earth is carbon-based life, which mm. I think means or involves, like, breathing the air. Whereas yeah. silicon-based life apparently wouldn't need to breathe air, so it could survive in a vacuum. So that's kind of how i i don't lay any claim to understanding how that means they could actually survive in a vacuum because i don't know if like if pressure comes into it or like extreme temperatures or yeah like i mean that that suggests that they don't have a they don't have a respiratory system they don't yeah. have like, maybe they don't even have the same circulatory system that carbon yeah. life does maybe it's literally just a some sort of brain that operates mm. in a different way than ours and can sustain itself on other things like potentially yeah. Yeah, who knows? Maybe it's solar paneled Purgle. Who knows? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple I came across as well that like can also live on planets in an atmosphere. So I assume maybe some of them have got. I don't know. Is this like kind of the space version of amphibians, where you yeah. can have something that can live in the water and on land, but you've got something that can live in space and also on a planet? I don't yeah. know. I th I think to be honest, it's just one of those things where they need like a vague explanation so they just put yeah silicon based maybe and... maybe they maybe they project themselves through hyperspace and in hyperspace yes. they gather little things in hyperspace like maybe. interesting pieces of matter that a that mm. sustains them and they just they eat them up mm, gobble 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 we will get <laughs> on to what they eat that will be a factor but before we talk about purgles i did want to cast back i was going to ask you do you know the first example of a space-dwelling creature in Star Wars? But you've kind of already answered that before I asked you the question. <laughs> the, the space worm in the, in the asteroid. Yes, the very yeah. first, way before the Purgles. Um, actually, there were two in Empire Strikes Back. They both come in that space slug moment um, in the asteroid field. One of them is the space slug, uh, yes. which is called an exogorth, which is one of those words that brings out my West Country accent because it's got that rolling R in it. Exogorth. Exogorth. No, ex no Exogorth, that is. Oh, yeah. Exogorth, they're chewing up my wheat. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's so there's the Exogorths um, and also the Minox, which uh, you might remember as like those bat-like creatures that lived inside the Exogorth stomach oh, and attacked the Millennium Falcon. That's right. Yeah, the ones that kind of sucked onto the, uh, onto yes. the, onto the mirror. I'm sorry, not the mirror, the window. Yeah. <laughs> So let's talk about the exogoths for a minute, because they're the kind of the big ones. Um, so they're also called space slugs, and you can probably understand why. Um, and their their habitat is asteroids. So they burrow, they're like these giant worms that burrow into asteroids, and they make these huge tunnels, and they basically just like anchor into the tunnel in an asteroid and sit there with their mouth open like a bottom feeder fish on the, the on the seafloor. And they just lay in wait for Aww. things like, um, for mostly like emissions, like kind of... Um, like waste material from ships to float in or like Aww. minerals and space debris well, it's but like of a, course like a little, oh, sorry it's just like a little baby bird as well in a little exactly nest. yeah Aww. just waiting for space to throw up stuff into its mouth why did i say that um <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah but of course they could also sometimes come across you know a big bounty like the millennium falcon just floating Ooh, on it that is the biggest of bounties yum, yum 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 and it's got people in it even better it's got mm. chewbacca Look how yes big he is 
<laughs> but um, while they live in these asteroids, they can also travel between the asteroids. Um, and I find this really funny because they don't have any like, you know, any kind of like, I don't know, wings would help in a vacuum, but any way of like steering. They basically just like yeet themselves out of the lair. <laughs> I suppose they like contract the body and just push and shoot out into space, and oh then God. they just drift about until they land on another asteroid, and then they're like, oh, "Oh, I'm home now." Okay, like just like some sort of piece of detritus. Now they're just yeah. drifting through space, just go. Yeah, just That's drifting just... around. They must be drifting for ages. <laughs> like some yeah. some of them must be drifting for years. Yeah, imagine like if you miss an asteroid and you just drift right? out of the field, and you're like, you're watching it disappear in the distance. Like, <laughs> oh, what have I done? Oh, giraffe. Oh, I had man. such a nice home over there. So many <laughs> waste emissions floating around. Can you imagine? Just like, all right, I'm on target, I'm on target, and then some sort of, like, shit blasts you off course. Yeah. No! <laughs> you go spinning dreadful. away like Darth Vader in a TIE fighter. Yes, yes. That's a, that is a sad existence, because, mm. yeah, how... I mean, so they, they attach themselves to, to asteroids, but yeah. that presu- presumably they, they must have some sort of store chemical store or food store within them to sustain mm. them for absolutely ages because that must be like some sort of quasi hibernation if anything yeah i imagine they must have like a really slow metabolism or something because you're not eating a lot um i think their bodies can like absorb minerals from the asteroid so right. i don't know whether maybe once they sort of eat it dry they then propel themselves to the next one but yes yeah you can't imagine that they'd that they'd really need like a oh. lot to sustain them oh man imagine how bored you'd be flying yeah. through space like that man Bring a, bring a book. Yeah. Bring all the books. <laughs> well, funny enough, you do. there is actually an opportunity to get the perspective of one of these exogorths. Um, because have you ever heard of the From a Certain Point of View book series? Yes, yes. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, it's like this collection of short stories from each of the original trilogy films. And like each one is told from the perspective of a background character. And for the Empire Strikes Back one, one of the ones is the worm. <laughs> There's a story so from cool. the point of view of the worm. This. Oh, yeah, that's great. It's Brilliant. one of those weird Star Wars stories where I read it and I'm like, I'm not sure how much I really want to think about this again, like how much <laughs> I needed this story, but it's also kind of fun. Um, okay. Yeah, what happens? It, it gives the, it identifies the worm, it gives it the name of Sayo. Um, right. And Sayo. basically, it just says about how it really wanted to swallow the Millennium Falcon to add more biodiversity to what's living in its gut. And that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Oh, so it was so it was really really sad at the yeah. idea of the Millennium Falcon just flying away and going. Oh, apparently there's like this whole ranking in um, in Exogorth society where like the more biodiversity you have in your gut, then the higher ranked you are in the society. And Sayo was like, <laughs> oh, I really want to, I really want to have more social standing. That's incredible. That's like, can you, can you imagine just like, yeah, check me out. I've got some. I've got these amazing E. coli in here. Yeah, I just ate this yeah. the other day, and I'm feeling great about myself. Oh, are you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've got some uh, midi chloroxians in here from a from a force droid. <laughs> I ate that the other day, and I'm feeling great about myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just swallowed a freighter full of Yakult, so I've got like good gut bacteria going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. That is. That's. That's hilarious. Because I mean, <laughs> it just. I just love how it sounds so short as well. It sounds like the Millennium mm. Falcon drifts away, and there's just a. There's like a, oh, yeah. really, really good, that. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, like dropping like, a chicken nugget on the floor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And cho- yeah, a Millennium Falcon-sized uh, shaped chicken nugget. I guess they're not yeah. too dissimilar. No, I guess yeah. they're not, not similar. <laughs> there we go. I suppose that's, re- that's really interesting. I didn't know that there was a, there was a book, there was a perspective of this worm. Um, yeah. I suppose that's one of the only accounts from this. Yeah. Out there. There, must, there can't be any others. Yeah, I don't think Sayo has like no. has got any kind of long running stories or comic miniseries out there at all. Oh, um, I mean, I want to know. I want to know what happens to him. Does he die? Does he like live on forever? Does he? Well, they do. Um, they have like an incredibly long lifespan, and apparently that one Sayo from Empire Strikes Back. I'm just going to keep calling him Sayo now because I fully believe he's a real character. Yeah. Um, apparently he lived for over a billion years by the time of Empire. So Whoa. Yeah, and apparently okay. that's quite young. Wow. So like he's got another couple of billion in him. So he was <laughs> alive during the High Republic days? Oh, long, yeah. He was alive long before that. Before like everything, I guess. Wow. Man, maybe. Maybe Sayo is the one who tells the story of the galaxy. He's the one oh. saying a long time ago in a galaxy far, that's, far away. 
That's mind blowing. That that's so that makes so much sense. He could yeah. well be. Could well be. He could have been. Um, he could have been because he's out in space. So he could be mm. creating those creating those uh title credit rolls yes. through space while he's out there, <laughs> just putting together bits of detritus that he's collected while eating, and makes a little kind of yellow and black panel in the in the sky. <laughs> he just burps out like a credit roll. <laughs> yeah, he burps out of the. And, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the Exogorth. Um, that's kind of everything there is on those. I just wanted to touch on the Minox as well, because they, you know, like I said, they live inside the Exogorth, and they're also the other first space-dwelling creature that we saw. Um, and there's not, like, a whole lot of lore for Minox. I was expecting, like, full kind of bio biology and stuff, but yes. they're basically just these bat-like parasites that attach themselves to ships and feed on the energy supply coming off the ship. Um, yeah. Like, and they can survive as the ship is obviously going through space, just drinking in this energy. Um, and, and some planets have really strict, really strict quarantine policies for ships that arrive carrying Minox because they reproduce so quickly. I think right. they literally just like they split in half and that's just two living Minox. So they don't have to like mate to reproduce. They just reproduce themselves. Yeah. Um, I just love the idea that, you know, you could just be, it's almost like, you know, when you're driving a car or if anyone mm. out there who drives a car or drives any sort of vehicle is driving down the motorway and they'll just get splatters yeah. on the windscreen of like <laughs> flies. It's just like that. You just won't you bang into these like through space. And like imagine I well I imagine if they're going through hyperspace, mm. they'd be hitting them at such a pace. Yeah. That they wouldn't even they wouldn't even be a you know, they just turn into matter. They just explode. Yeah. But, I don't um, know where they're yeah. originally from. I imagine they're one of those things that just like came from a planet, got latched onto a ship and then just spread throughout the galaxy and everyone was like, This is a problem. <laughs> we need to yeah. we need to clamp down on this. Um but they're quite yeah. big, aren't they? They've got like Think of that one in, in Empire that lands on the windshield and terrifies 3 po It's got this huge circular mouth. Mm. Um, it's massive. Mm. Yeah, it is massive. It's And it is kind of scary. I remember mm. as a kid, absolutely being like, well, it was a jump scare as a kid yeah. for me. I remember that. I remember every time being like, oh my God, when it comes <laughs> up. Um, it's, yeah, just it, it's sort of got this... Um, it's got this sort of alien sort of mm. mouth about it. Oh, sure, um, yeah. In, from the film Alien, rather. Yes. So the, like when the... The, uh, how do I explain it? The weird spidery type aliens mm. have that little little mouth that comes out. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, am I thinking of Am I thinking of the right thing? Anyway, let's let's, let's move <laughs> on. So before we get onto the Pergles, the big attraction of the show, I just want to rattle yes. off a couple of other because there's actually a load of space dwelling creatures. I was expecting there to be like two or three, and there's okay. a whole category page on Wikipedia. Um, nice. So it's one of these. What my, one of my favourite names for anything? The Colossus Wasp. Um, the which Colossus was... Wasp. Yes. Whoa. Can you imagine what that might be? <laughs> uh, a colossal wasp. Exactly. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Does it? Does it? Okay. I'm gonna take a wild stab here. Um, mm. Does it live on Felucia? Ooh, it oh, wait. Should oh, do, wait. Hold on. It? It's in space. It's in space. Ignore well, me. Ignore you're me. not far wrong because it does actually come from a planet. It comes from the planet of Ithil. Um, but they do travel between star systems to hunt for food. And wow. one of those sources of food is the exogorth, the space slug. So, like, they travel through space and eat these giant worms that live in asteroids. How big is this thing? Uh, colossal. Um, yeah, it must be massive, because that worm is massive. I didn't actually look up the size of it. Because an exogorth, yeah. hang on, I've got the size of the exogorth somewhere. Um, Clearly, they... there's always a bigger wasp. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the, the exogorth grows to about 900 metres in length. And the Colossus wow. Wasp, if there is even written anywhere, average length one to one and a half kilometers. So yeah, the Colossus Wasp is bigger. It's like fifteen hundred meters. Yeah. See how? That is huge. Serious? That's he That's crazy. I would try to think how long it takes me to run a five k if I ever <laughs> do run a five k ever again. But I, yeah, I would like... never run a five k. <laughs> trying to think like what's an average maybe for people maybe like six minutes seven minutes something like yeah, that maybe take it like six to seven minutes to run run that bloody thing yeah That's mental <laughs> you know like when you're having a picnic or something where you're like you're drinking a can of coke outside and you see a wasp floating around and it's the worst yeah. thing imagine one yeah. that's a kilometer and a half long or like you're flying your ship through the galaxy and suddenly that thing appears in front of you like i'm just gonna just... it can well, love me you... I mean, it you would be unavoidable. Well, it wouldn't, you know. It, it would basically be the size of a ship, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to think about it. Size of like a star destroyer. That's just what I was thinking of. What size is a star destroyer compared to that? Yeah, no, but yeah, that coming out of 
yeah, that coming at you, I mean, damn. I mean, if you'd crash into it, yeah. I mean, that would be a bad thing to happen for your ship. Yeah, because there's... um. Yeah, there's a there's a Star Wars comic. I can't remember which one it is, but there's one where um, an Imperial captain is like chasing down a rebel uh, spy ship, and he the spy flies into an Exogorth's mouth to try and get away, and the captain mm. like flies his whole star destroyer into it. So they're probably about that sort of like comparable size with an Exogorth. So maybe the Wasp is bigger than a star destroyer. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Oh, an Imper- I mean, yeah, yeah, an Imperial that- star destroyer is sixteen hundred meters. They're slightly bigger than a colossus wasp but only a bit but only slightly yeah and that so that you know that's fair and you know fair play yeah that's wow <laughs> i mean yeah imagine a whole imagine a whole fleet of those coming at yeah. you yeah like i want I, I actually i'd be interested to know how big the purgles are mm. in relation to oh, we'll the colossus there. wasp so that would be fun well i'm just so, imagining yeah, as well be... like the opening scene of a new hope you know where they've got the title crawlers done and then leia's ship yeah. comes over and then you've got the massive yeah. star destroyer looming in over the top yes. of the screen just replace that with a wasp <laughs> like a giant <laughs> wasp everyone would be like am i watching godzilla yeah. what is this is there a fly <laughs> on the projector <laughs> someone cut the reel come on change it change it it's yeah. been like a blood yeah there's like a, I don't know if you ever seen a, the film Brazil, but mm, start the yes. film Brazil. There's like a fly that gets swatted and then get it falls into <laughs> yeah. a typewriter and it gets kind of splatted onto the paper. <laughs> it's something like that. Maybe um maybe um the space worm who was narrating mm. the Star Wars story <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> swatted one and it fell onto the title crawl. Oh, what kind of weird head catalog we're creating here? <laughs> the best. Yes. And only the best. This is a what if that we we're yet to actually publish. But anyway. What if the Colossus Wasp wrote Star Wars? <laughs> coming to coming to a TMFR episode oh, you. Just saying. Yeah. So there's there's a couple of other creatures that um so the Colossus Wasp is like a naturally occurring thing. I found a couple that were created by the Yuzan Vong as like bioweapons. Um there's the the Grutchin, which is a giant kind of locust like thing that just eats up starships and there's another one with a name that i'm going to struggle to pronounce um because it's every letter in the alphabet pretty much but the quarth skull whoa the quart the quarth <laughs> oh dear i can't even say it without coughing yeah. the quarth yeah. skull q w o r l t h space s k a l quarth skull I'm not even gonna try. No, I'm not even gonna try. It's it's a giant worm um, that just again attacks yes. ships. So like that's I find that kind of cool the way they like engineer these animals or these insects to like attack starships. Maybe they they didn't even need to do it. They could have just got some colossus wasps to go and attack the yeah. New Republic. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also again another great name, the Miner's Horror. Um, it's a 20 meter long fish like creature that floats through space, eating asteroids and space stations. Wow, space stations! Yeah, well, pretty big. Wow. I, just, uh, I say pretty big though, twenty meters, and we've just been talking about like a kilometer and a half long wasp. So yeah, pretty small in the grand scheme of things. What 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 space stations are twenty meters long? Uh, that seems really small. Good question. How big is the International Space Station? <laughs> I guess that's longer than twenty meters. But uh, hey, why? But, uh, um, everything I, is in different I, measurements. I, okay, the the ISS well, is one hundred and eight meters from end to end. So yeah. Yeah, it would probably be the size of maybe a smaller shuttle, yeah. or maybe a, a portion of it. But yeah, maybe um, it like latches onto it and kind of eats rather than like devours it whole. I wonder what are the what are the protocols and the rules in mm. place for for the Republic or the Empire mm. for that people put in place to, to protect themselves against this menace yeah. in space. Like, what do they like? They, obviously, there's a you know in the Academy they're like right guys. Just so you know, yeah. out there, there's asteroids, there's there's pirates. You know, sometimes there's Jedi. Don't worry about them. There's not yeah. many much of them. Yeah. Who are they? Don't worry. And sometimes you get colossal wasps. What? Yeah. Also, don't worry about it. But also, do worry about it. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you got to watch out for, you know, smugglers, asteroids, cosmic storms, the miners horror, rebels. And they're like, wait, what was that penultimate one? <laughs> the miners <laughs> what now? <laughs> We don't really want to go into space. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. They're Very only twenty meters long, like twenty meters. Yeah, yeah. Basically, if you do get eaten by one, uh, panic <laughs> for one, and then just uh, release the uh, the auxiliary, um, yeah, fire and, and <laughs> torpedoes that just yeah 
shoots just everywhere. Brush up on the story of Jonah and the whale. Don't ask any questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, just yeah. Let's go on a, a little smaller scale though, because there are they're not all like enormous creatures. Um, there's one from the High Republic yeah. called the Ridardi, which are this these like locust creatures that move in a swarm through space, and they navigate by yeah. the like magnetic pulses of stars. So they're not as terrifying. Yeah. Um, although, okay, there is a there is a terrifying one that I want to just bring up, and it's one that we're going to have to do a whole episode on one day because they are so freaking cool. Um, but they're called the Star Weird, and they are like kind of the Star, the weird. star weird. They're like okay. they're these humanoid creatures, and I don't really know how to describe them. But they're like not skeletal, but like kind of gaunt. So they're as if like a human without any kind of like I don't know, like anything apart from like bare bones and skin. But these like long clawed fingers and white hair, and they float through yeah. space in search of pilots who have like stopped to make repairs. Um, like mid travel and they just they're i guess maybe like kind of space versions of sirens perhaps but they like they attack these pilots who are stranded in space um and they just look right. like something out of a horror thing like if we'd thought ahead to you know doing a halloween episode for this season which we've gone past now yes. but like they would have been perfect because they are terrifying but they need yeah. i they absolutely need a, an episode on the star weird um Last one before we get on to the Purgles as well. Just as you mentioned earlier, the big tentacle monster from uh, from Solo. I don't really know anything about it. I just found its name. It's called the Summer Verminoth. Verminoth? Ver- Verminoth. Summer Verminoth. Say, th- say that again? The, what was the that? The Summer Verminoth. Summer Verminoth. But not summer Gosh, like the season. Wow. It's not like a kind of, oh, this one, you know, hibernates yeah. year round apart from in the summer. But it's, it's yeah. S-U-M-M-A. Um, but yeah, the Summer Verminoth. It's the thing that lives in the Kessel Black Hole. That's kind of all we've got. So. Okay, interesting. Shall we get on to the big whaley <laughs> I'm, boys? I'm ready. Let's go. It's what everyone's been waiting for. <laughs> you, I, I feel like I've built up the Purgles, and I'm going to let you know up front, there's not actually an awful lot of information about the Purgles oh, out there. Oh, come on, James. You can't let <laughs> this it This is why like I front-loaded it with stuff like the Star Weird and the Miner's Horror, because <laughs> like they're infinitely cooler. <laughs> We've had lots of TV and te- televised related content related well, to Purgles. This is the thing. Well, I thought there was going to be Aww. loads about the Purgles, like loads of kind of extra lore considering how important they are. But they, so they first appeared in Rebels, right, in season two. Yeah. Um, and I think in total they're in two or three Rebels episodes. And like, I yeah. thought it was way more than that because they seem like they're a huge part of the show, but they're like in like two episodes in season two and then the Rebels finale. And then yeah. apart from between that and Ahsoka, it's literally just like snippets of them. Like um, like the Mandalorian sees, you know, some in the distance or something, or like they're mentioned somewhere else. And I thought there was going to be loads about them. Mm. But, um, mm. but there's yeah, not. I've got some information. Um, huh. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I suppose straight off the bat, I suppose we know that, you know, I guess the core stuff we know yes. is that they live in space they can travel through hyperspace, which is something I'm quite interested mm. to find out a little bit more about. I do have some about. about how... that. That's cool, because that is, that's sort of the thing I want to know about. Yeah. How on earth did they that ability, how is that processed? And I suppose hyperspace travel was developed as a result of that. Pretty much, yeah. Those. Yeah, so they, um, yeah. when we meet them in Rebels, um, I don't know if you remember the episode, but it's um, the Ghost crew are sent on this mission to find fuel for, for the Rebellion, and they find yeah. this mining guild facility that's harvesting a gas. It's called Cluzon 36. I think we mentioned it actually in the okay. the episode we did on Rodians, because Rodians can breathe in this gas, but it's like toxic to everyone else. Yeah. Um, sure. And it's this gas is like a hyperspace fuel, but it's also something that the Pergils feed on. And that's kind of what gives them the ability to fly through hyperspace. Like they feed on this gas that is, that is kind mm. of a fuel. Their bodies process it, and then they can jump through hyperspace. And I feel like there's yeah. a couple of steps missing between they eat gas and they can fly through portals. But like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Wow. <laughs> okay. I mean, great. Yeah. It's such great information. As as you know, the best, some of the best things in Star Wars is not explained yeah. that much. So you know, fine. Okay. Yeah. So they eat gas. They fly through space. That's yeah, it. Pretty much. Right. And like you said, they um, were kind of the inspiration for hyperspace travel because I imagine people watched them and were like. Oh, they seem to eat this gas, and then they can go really fast. What if we put that gas on our spaceships? Are you saying, James, that they eat gas, and then they fart out hyperspace energy? 
Pretty much. I think that's, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's our new headcanon. It's, it's fart power. Pretty much. Is, uh, sorry. <laughs> Um, I mean, that's, I mean, come on, what's, what's better than that? Um, oh, <laughs> Ahsoka, when he was, she was behind, mm. she's standing on top of one of the purples <laughs> and in the Ahsoka series, like, oh my God, get back in the, get back in the Coming ship. Coming out get here without a helmet was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, and, and of course we know that they, uh, so they migrate, mm. so they have probably a point in space. I mean, it, yeah. it maybe it depends on different purgles. And, and where they are in the galaxy and you know maybe there's different routes for different purgles yeah but it seems like they start from one particular point <laughs> and they end end to one and and the thing that we discovered in ahsoka mm. interestingly was that that route can take you across galaxies yeah. which is even more interesting well i have two things about the migration route um so it's quite convenient you said it next uh one of the things from ahsoka that i compl went completely over my head and i think when we talked about it in our review we were both like we don't understand how this happened and they just explained it in the episode. Okay. But the the Night Sisters sure. from Dathomir, um, or like ancient Night Sisters, had observed Purgils, realized that they went through hyperspace and they learnt to like ride the Purgils. I don't know whether that means like building something on their backs or sitting in their mouth like Ahsoka and Hu Yang did. Um yeah. but that's how yeah. those three Night Sisters or like that Night Sister colony got out to Peridia in the other galaxy. They'd rode Purgils out oh, there. Was it? Yeah. I completely oh, missed whenever okay. they said that I in the episode. I so did I. I. I somewhat foolishly thought that they originated from Peridia. Yeah. So they're actually from Daphne. Yeah. The whole like half the season, I was like, I have no idea how the Night Sisters got here, but I'm just rolling with it. And apparently, they did explain it. Yeah. So, whoops. Um, and also, uh, their <laughs> like navigational ability to like navigate through space. Um, the Jedi and the Sith studied Pergil brains to create those wayfinders for space travel so like the thing that um yeah that kylo ren has in the rise of skywalker that sith wayfinder yeah that kind of thing when the jedi and the mm. sith were building them they studied how pergil traveled and navigated and studied the brains of dead pergil right. to create them mm. which is pretty cool wow that is so cool i mean it sounds like they really are sort of the ancient uh tools for many pioneering people in the galaxy yeah. to, to, to travel and to figure out how things travel i suppose ancient uh pilots would have mm. followed those routes and yes. followed the purgles for as far as possible between planets I, you know that probably was a thing although can you imagine how many people accidentally hopped into one yeah. in their <laughs> ship and then accidentally got chomped and and <laughs> because I don't. You you got to imagine that Ahsoka was able to go into a purgle mm. due to the fact that she calmed it using the force. Yes. I don't think any usual pilot <laughs> would be able to do that. I think they would get yeeted. I'm just thinking of like when you know when Han flies the Millennium Falcon into the the space worm's mouth. What if he'd accidentally like settled into a purgle, and they wake up and they're just in another galaxy? And they're like, well, at least like, Vader isn't finding us here. How how do we how did we get here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about Luke? Shouldn't we go back and find him? I was like, oh no. Uh, well, you can figure that figure out the plan. I'm gonna chill. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's pretty much everything I've found on the Purgils, apart from, of course, their size, which you did ask about. Oh earlier. yes, let's have that. Um, and Purgils, on average, are about thirty meters in length, which is a, roughly the size of a blue whale. 30 meters so so not yeah. nowhere near as big as a colossal wasp yeah they're, they're bigger than a miner's horror but a lot smaller than a colossus wasp. okay right um, okay so we've got a so, list here so colossus yeah <laughs> and then yeah what's the next one we've got down from that do you reckon uh i think then an exogorth because they're about 900 meters so the wasps eat they hunt the exogorths don't they yep okay so they eat the space worms then down from mm -hmm. that would it be purgles uh, I'm trying to see if uh, I can't spell some of Verminoth to see how big that thing is that lives in the black hole. Oh, of um, course, that 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 seemed massive. That did. Oh goodness, yes, that's seven thousand meters. So, okay, so the wow. black hole squid. That, yeah. <laughs> then a colossus wasp. <laughs> then an exogorth. Seven. I don't know about any meters. of those. Seven thousand meters. I don't know. What is the equivalent to that in terms of like real life things or that's what yeah, or, I'm trying to think of that. Yeah, or mountains even. Um because the um because the largest building on earth is is eight hundred and twenty-eight meters in, yeah. in height. Um and let's have a look at a mountain. Um so the height of Everest is 
8,850 meters. And how big give is, or take. And how big is this? And this thing is 7,400. So it's just short of an Everest. Oh, only only but, just, you know, it's only just only an Everest. It's meh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. What's the second highest mountain in the world? Kilimanjaro? Kilimanjaro? Or is it? No, no, oh, no. K2. K2, K2 yes. Yeah. Okay, K2 is 8,600 meters. Are you on are, so, are you on Wikipedia of list of mountains by elevation? Uh, <laughs> I should be. That would be the smartest <laughs> thing. Kilimanjaro is just under 6,000 meters. This thing is taller than a Kilimanjaro. Higher than the highest mountain in Africa. That's... Yeah. Wow. But, Adam. Yes. Do you want to know Do you want to know a creature that's that's bigger than a pergil that we haven't mentioned yet? Oh, there's another? Okay. There is another. There, there is another. Um, who, uh-huh. who, who, what, in space? Yeah, uh, and there's a reason I've left them till last. Okay, who, who, what? Well, one of the reasons that I find the Purgles so fascinating is because, do you remember last year I was reading those Lando Calrissian books? Sure. Those, like, short, pulpy novels about Lando and his adventures? Sure. The third one, Lando Calrissian and the Star Cave of Thomboka... <laughs> Oh, um, you told details. me about this before. Yes. At least you've mentioned the name, because what a name. Yeah. But yeah, okay, go it, on. Yeah, this book details how Lando comes across a big creature living out in space. Um, it's sort of like a manta ray, but with loads of tentacles coming off of it. Yeah. And it's not it's a space-dwelling creature. Sure. But it can also travel through hyperspace. Oh, wow. And when I was reading this book that was published in, like, 1983, yeah. I was thinking, hang on a second, I've heard this before. This sounds like a, like an origin story of a pergil. Okay. Um, and so these, yeah, these creatures called the Oswaft that yeah. appeared in these Lando Carrosian books were like the precursors to the pergils. Oh, wow. And yeah, I, I don't think I've ever come across like a Dave Filoni interview where I said, yeah, I was taking inspiration from them. But I think it's like, it's fairly acknowledged that he did take inspiration from these these Oswaft um, right. when he created the pergils. So yeah, oh, I see them <laughs> another now. space-dwelling yeah. creature they are that could travel of, through hyperspace. Yeah, they are stingrays, aren't they? Um, yeah, yeah. two really long sort of wings and sort of these kind of what's the word? These um, yeah, the eyes poking out the front. Um, mm. Oh, there's a beautiful little illustration of one right there. That's yeah. gorgeous. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I'm just looking on like the second one on Google Images. Yeah, okay, <laughs> fair enough. That's cool. And yeah. I don't know if the in the picture it almost looks like a ship's attached to one, which is interesting. Mm. So yeah. Oh yes, I see the picture you're looking at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they it's... are. Um, yes, they they appear in this Lando Carrizian book. Um, <coughs> and I'll just rattle through some some facts about the Oswaft. Okay. Um, so they actually we'll start with the size, right? Yeah. So a pergil, thirty meters long, roughly oh. the size of a blue whale. Yeah. An Oswaft, on average. About 700 meters, or 23 blue whales. Jeez. Wow. Okay. Yes. So big. Really big. Okay. Yeah. So and I can't remember if that's like head to tentacle or that's wingspan, but one of the directions. So that's bigger than a pergle then? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, pretty. Not as big as an exogorth. No. Although I think some of the oldest ones can grow to about a kilometer in length, so... <sighs> Damn. Okay. Like, I think youngest is about 500 meters and the oldest is a thousand, so it's just somewhere in the middle. But yeah, pretty, pretty big. Pretty um, big. Pretty big. And so, and, yeah. these, and these travel through hyperspace, do they? they? As you said. They do indeed. Damn. And they're like, they're not only huge, but their brain is two thirds of their body. So, like, a good, I don't know, what's two thirds of 700? Quick mental maths. Uh, uh, ah, um, what's that? Uh, 175. 400 525 is that right i don't know 500 yeah something sure. like that i don't know let's like uh, some some mathematician is like just gonna call me up on that i actually did not even try <laughs> to work it out so that's not my answer but it's around there yeah at least like 500 meters of their body is brain um, yeah yeah which is pretty cool and they they can talk to each other but they communicate through radiation yeah which Again, I don't profess to understand, but they like emit microwave radiation at each other. Of course they do. And the information in this radiation is like how they talk, which makes no sense. Makes no but sense, but that's, you know, that's They Star talk Wars. through radiation. Yeah. yeah. It's like a hive um, mind of some kind. Well, let's call it that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, there's, it's a really like ridiculous story of how Lando comes across these, but he like essentially just comes across one drifting out in space. And figures out how to understand its microwave talking yeah. with the Falcon's computer, and he can like talk with it. Um, yeah, and he finds out like the Empire of they've 
I think the Emperor's become aware that the Oswaft are out there. Mm. And he's like, oh, an intelligent <laughs> space-dwelling creature that can travel through hyperspace. Mm. I should probably destroy that before it becomes a threat. Um, so Lando like, leads a battle between the Oswaft and the Star Destroyers. It's absolutely bat-crap insane. That's um, so but, cool. Wow. But, so but, but, worth but, reading. But, but sounds very much like the ending of Rebels, in a way. Yes, incredibly like that. Like, literally leading them against a fleet of Star Destroyers, yeah. like, yeah. as a result of the Purgils. Um, he also teaches them how to play Sabacc, which is a wonderful scene. But okay. like, be- because they're 700 meters long, they don't have cards. So it's like imaginary Sabacc. Aww. That's <laughs> kind like, of cute. Lando's, it is, except Lando's like, because he's just making up the cards he's holding. He's like, oh, looks like I've won again. And they're like, oh, you're so lucky at this game. And he's like, yeah, I'm just making up what cards I'm holding. Wait, <laughs> so I can th- hold so- whatever I want. Hold on, so they can communicate. They can communicate <laughs> yes. with Lando. Yeah, I think he like talks to the Falcon, and the Falcon transmits microwave radiation at them, and right. they understand it, and then they microwave back to the Falcon, and the computer says what they're saying. Sure, it's, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where you just don't think about it too hard. No, <laughs> and no. accept that it's Star Wars. <laughs> just, 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 it's just space stingrays <laughs> playing poker with Lando. What, yeah, yeah that's and great. talking through radiation. Exactly, yeah, great stuff. <laughs> just everything you'd expect from Star Wars. It's a wonderful book. I really recommend reading it. Oh, it's so stupid, amazing. So tell me, tell the readers one more time. What's it called? What's the what's the title called? Lando Calrissian and the Star Cave of Thon Boker. Now, if that's if that's a title to end on, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well. We can end on one other thing, Adam, Ooh, because because I've prepared a little something for you. <gasps> oh, okay. I remember you mentioning this. I am. Yes. If it's what I'm thinking it is. I'm so it is ready. Because um, I yeah, I fired a lot of information at you. Yeah. <laughs> over this over yeah. this episode. Yeah. So I want to see like I fired my microwave information radiation thoughts at you, and I want to know how much you can remember. No. So are you ready? Are oh, you ready for a little game? No, 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 no. no. I mean, yes. <laughs> Yes, but no. Um, I'm ready, but I'm not. Um, I don't know yeah. what, what I've taken in. So yeah, hopefully yeah. you've got multiple choice. And let's Some of them are, it. yeah. Oh no. Let... oh, no. Come on, Adam. Let's play Who Wants to Be a Pergillionaire. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair play. I'm loving the puns on all our games. They're just, they're the best. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Sometimes, sometimes I spend like hours thinking of a name and sometimes just like, oh crap, I haven't thought of a name for this thing. Yes. Let's Google the names of game shows. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man. Okay. Well, bring it to me. What's the first question? Okay. So there's six questions. Some of them are multiple choice. Some of them I couldn't be bothered to think of multiple choice answers for. Sure. First question. How large is the average pergil? Is it? Okay. 30 meters? Or 700 metres? Uh, 30 metres. It is indeed. I yes! thought I'd start you off with a nice easy one. Go! Okay, one in the bank. Cool, cool, cool. One in the bank. One in the bank. I, don't, I haven't thought of a... I'll put a Y for yes, you got it right. Okay. <laughs> do Question I get, number so if two. This, if this is, sorry, if this is based on who wants to be there, mm-hmm. do I get to phone a friend? Uh, who would you phone, though? This isn't a, like a live recording. I'd phone you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd phone the quiz I was going to say, you're just going to look it up on Wikipedia because yeah. Wikipedia doesn't count. <laughs> okay, fine. At least 50-50. Come on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Or I'd ask the audience, just yeah. like shout it out the window to the, yeah. into the street. Listen, mate, what do you know about Purgles? <laughs> and he's like, don't know, Oi. mate. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how big an Oswaft is? Do you know, do you know what an exogorf is? Do you know what that is, yeah. mate? He's like, oh, what? An exogorf. Don't worry about it. Is that that thing from Alien? No. (laughs) Okay, question number two. Go on. What is the name of that really cool space creature I want to do an episode on in the future? Is it the Star Wrong, the Star Weird, or the Star What in Oblivion is that? I think you've you've really... um... You've uh, been kind to me, I think, on this one. (laughs) I have, and I shouldn't be, really. You are... Well, it's I it's it's Star Weird, so go it for is that. indeed. Go on, two points. Okay. Cool. Question number three. Hit me. What do Minox feed on? Ah, oh, and there's no there's no, no no multiple choice. No, there is not. This is one of the ones that I didn't think of any for. <laughs> Minox. Uh, I don't know why I made that noise. Um, Minox. Minox. Uh, do they um 
Maybe I wasn't listening at that point, but I feel like I might know. <laughs> is, it, is it electricity? Well, that's your problem, isn't it? Yeah. Is it electricity? I'll give you that. Okay. It's a ship's power supply, yeah, which yeah. probably involves electricity. Cool. Okay, ship's power oh, supply. Oh, yeah, three for three. Three for three, okay. I should have made this more difficult. Oh, I mean, I, okay. I think I just remember that from, from the films. But anyway, carry on. Mm. Question four, and I'm hoping this is the one you stumble over. Okay. What was the name of the Exogorth in the Empire Strikes Back? Oh, no! This is the one that you kept saying! I should have remembered it! Yes, I did! I kept doing it on purpose because I knew you wouldn't remember it. (laughs) Okay. I've got... I feel like it's in there, maybe, but I don't know where... Okay. I'm going to have to guess. Or at least I'm going to have to go in my gut what I think it is. Was it Silas? Oh, you are so close. Okay, what is... It's Sayo. It was something like that. I, you, I, I'm impressed that you got like at least most of the syllables right. You would not have retained that information. You've got to give me half a point for that, surely. <coughs> Do I? Yeah, I. You've taken, you've taken more ludicrous half points because of weird <laughs> reasons. No, yes. I, I had valid reasons for those half okay, points. Well, tell me, what were your reasons? Can you remember what they were? I don't. Of course, I don't remember what they were. <laughs> Okay. That was a long, long time ago. All right, I'll give you a half a point. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. At least that that squares us off. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, sure it does. Question five. Okay. How do the Oswaft communicate with each other? They communicate through radio waves. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Come on. Uh, See, I was hoping you weren't going to be listening at the end of the episode. I was hoping to catch you (laughs) up there. Are you trying to say, James, that I don't listen? In our episode? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, then. You I, you literally admitted on the last question that you weren't listening. I, no, I mean, it's very true. I mean, it do, is that a serial problem or is that just a once in a lifetime thing? Um, oh, that's to be true. Fair, I did call you a fool at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> so, you know, exactly. But maybe you yeah. are. Though. Joking, joking. <laughs> okay. This is horrible. Okay, last question. What was the natural predator of the Exogorth? And I was going to give you multiple choice options for this one. And oh. I'm deciding not to. Okay, I see. Well, I'm deciding not to. Is this the final question? This is the final question. Okay, well, I guess it has to be difficult. Um, okay, what's the natural predator of an exogorth? Sorry, what is it? What is it? Yeah, what is what is it prey yeah, on? What yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. is the natural predator of the exogorth? Oh, what is the natural? It's a, um, it's a colossal, colossal wasp. It is indeed the Colossus Wasp, the big buzzy boy. That's almost the full house, apart from that That easily half a point. Yeah, five and a half, which I feel like I should downgrade to just a five since you did so well. But I guess that's not how things work. If you do do that, frankly, the audience will go up in arms. So let's... Will (laughs) they? I don't believe they will. Join me. Join me. Come on. Don't listen to him. What has he ever given you? I've given them many horrible... Puns and jokes and yeah. <laughs> terrible <laughs> intro lines, which uh, yes, um, this more than makes up for it. I think for this performance. So just saying, mm. I think that deserves to go on the Hall of Fame of TMFR law, um, mm. if if any, if any. So just saying, um, that was pretty good. Thank you. Well, thank you, James. I'm, I'm very impressed. Unfortunately, you didn't get four marks. You aren't going to be a pugillionaire. Oh. But... You um, can at least go home with this this trophy of um of this used bottle of hand sanitizer I just picked up. <laughs> I do actually need some, so that would be quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just send it to me. Send it to me. It's it's been sitting on my desk so long, it's gone from gel to just like water. So I'm not sure it's actually antibacterial anymore. But it's yours if you want it. I'll come up to Congratulations. Bristol. I'll come up to Bristol as soon as possible. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm thinking I should have added an extra couple of questions and made them like fiendishly difficult just because I have to get one over on you at some point. Well, ne- next time, if you do another episode, you can make another quiz and make it even more difficult. Next time, yeah. don't give me any multiple choice <laughs> and make it. I was, yeah. I was even going to do like, what is the gas that Purgles feed on? And I was going to give you like clues on 34, clues on 35, or clues on 36 because I knew that would be like. Like, it would give you most of the answer, but you'd be like, I can't remember which of the numbers it is. But I was like, no, that's too mean. Yeah. I can't do that. 
yeah. should have done that. You should have done that. You should have tapped into, into the dark urge. Yeah, tap into the dark side, James. Give in to the hate. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Maybe at the end of the season, we should do like a quiz on just everything we've learned over the season and make Ooh. it like super hard for each now, other. Now, why haven't we done that before? Why have uh, yeah. we done that? Such a great Maybe idea. we should do that. Let's, let's, okay. Let's do it. Let's get that in. Let's get that in the agenda right now. Just it should retrofit be... it onto all of the seasons we've done so far. The, the big, the big crazy <coughs> quiz of the year. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We should definitely try and do like a big quiz episode or something. That'd be really fun. Definitely. But Adam. Yes. We've run out of time, so I guess it is time that we wrap this quiz episode up. We have. Um, we should really get to bed in a bit, and uh, you oh, know, uh, yeah. put down our laptop and and hit the hay get and hot dream chocolate. about get a hot chocolate and dream about. My sweet, sweet victory. Um, <laughs> it is time to wrap up, and we want to know what you thought about Purgles and their pals in outer space. Uh, let us know your thoughts on social media at Moisture Farm Rep, or you can send us an email at moisturefarmpod at gmail.com. In fact, if you have any suggestions about topics, characters, or places in the Star Wars universe that we should discuss, Maybe you have another big wasp that we want to talk about in this Ooh. galaxy that we can find and discuss. Maybe we'll Look do a whole episode boasting on about their wasps. <laughs> I like the idea of looking at wasps. Let's, you know, <laughs> let's do an episode on spiders, episode on wasps, episode on worms. There you go. Locusts. We found a couple of locusts in this episode as well. That's Season it. six is just going to be giant bugs of Star Wars. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Some people will be terrified. Um, <laughs> send them our way to... Uh, and as always, you can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Wheeler underscore deals. And I'm at James16Matthews. And if you liked this episode, why not subscribe and leave us a review on your platform of choice? And if you want to support the show, you can literally buy us a cup of Jarwa juice over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash moisture farmer wrap. Thank you for listening to James and I. We'll be back next time to discuss more of the incredible universe that is Star Wars. But until then, we will see you next time on the Moisture Farm Report. Mm.